Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Tuesday, <laughs> October 25th, 2022. On today's episode, buddy, I'm fucking Walter Cronkite in this bitch. Shit, you know. Live from the election desk. You know that we making a mess. It's Big Drew on the mic and he's gonna type the results and you know that it's looking right. Hey, Big Drew, he's the motherfucking newsman all around and you know he's got a big plan. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for fucking Tuesday, fucking Monday, October 25th, 2022. How are you? How are you, bud? Uh, how are you? Uh, I hope you're doing good. I had a fucking good weekend. I hope you guys had a good weekend. I had a fucking gnarly weekend, actually. A lot of shit going on. Uh, you know, we're here. Halloween's coming up. The leaves are falling. It's a nice, bright, uh, nice seasonal change. You know, it's you might have to get out there in the yard and rake up the leaves and fucking whatever the fuck. Okay, so let's start off the show with a little bit of Fuck, I mean, what? How was your weekend? It, uh, <laughs> uh, I had a pretty good weekend. Um, so, yeah, again, sorry. Fucking didn't podcast on Monday. Uh, the uh, the municipal election was in the province of Ontario uh, on, on Monday. So I had to... I was at work from like pretty much 11 until 11 <clears throat> and I was covering the municipal election in Orangeville as well as the municipal, the municipality of Essa Township, fucking Innisfil, New Tecumseh and Agila Tusserantio. Uh, so I was covering the election for like fucking five different networks and then... So it was crazy. It was actually pretty gnarly. I was like, I, I I did my regular radio show. I got in. I did my regular radio show from like two till six, and then I had a little bit of a break. Um, while I prepared the, like the, I prepared like the what am I trying to say? Like the news story. I fucking got that shit all set up on like the website. Get everything together with you know who I thought was gonna win. And the lady who I thought was gonna win did win. Um. So, yeah, so I was just, like, literally, like, like hi, this is Drew Bame. Oh, I wonder if I have the fucking stinger. Oh, no, I don't have it anymore. Uh, I was just, like, it was, like, live from our election news desk. Here's Drew Bame. And I was, like, good evening and thank you for joining us. Like, uh, fucking Debbie Sherwood has pulled into the lead. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's literally just, like, regular ass, like, fucking, like, your mom's name is, like, running to be fucking mayor. Oh, but the lady, yo, remember I was saying that there I interviewed some lady because I was doing interviews of the candidates uh, leading up into the election. And one of the fucking ladies that I interviewed was uh, was this lady who was um, – she was running for the Catholic school board district or whatever. And uh, and she, I started interviewing. She starts going off. I'm like, what's your platform? And she's just like the LGBTQ indoctrination of our children. And it's like, holy fuck. Like you're like one step away from like just going like full – like, and she was talking about, like, I don't know, it was like a Canadian QAnon sort of fucking conspiracies and, like, Trudeau and the fucking LGBTQs are coming for us and all this shit. And I was like, wow, like, that is fucking crazy. And she won. <laughs> so, like, the Catholic school board trustee is going to be this, like, anti-gay... I mean, whatever, that's kind of the cat. I mean, as long as that's not in the public school, like fucking you, that's what you should expect if you send your kids to Catholic school, that they're going to be like, pray the gay away. 
<laughs> That's my favorite part of that fucking... Uh, What's that musical? The one that Trey Parker and Matt Stone did, uh, The Book of Mormon. There's like a clearly, obviously gay Mormon character. And he's like, I'm fine. No, Joseph Smith took all the queer away from me. <laughs> it's like, I fucking love Jesus and pussy in that order. And scented candles. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so she won. And then, yeah, so I was just at the election desk, like all day Monday. The election desk. Fuck it. Listen to me. I was sitting at my regular fucking desk. <laughs> it is cool though. My office is sick. It's fucking massive. It's like bigger than my studio that I'm in right now. And I have two computers and two microphones and, um, but they're AT 2020s. It's like, how the fuck, why did we, this like that, that's literally the least expensive microphone you can buy. Like that will just like, it's like the cheapest fucking mic that will work. <laughs> you can buy cheaper mics and you're like, ah, it's not going to work. But it's like the 2020, you're like, I mean, I guess like you can kind of, but you hear all the room noise and the plosives are just fucking gnarly. So anyways, uh, I was, yeah, I was fucking, I was out of commission all day on Monday. And then I didn't get home until like midnight. And then I had a quick turnaround this morning. So anyways, bringing you the podcast now, terribly sorry. Love you. And thank you. Um, on the weekend, this weekend, though, it was pretty nice. My sister, Janie, was visiting. Uh, most of you know who Janie is. Uh, Bubba Marnus. You guys know Janie? Uh, Alicia, obviously. You know Janie? <laughs> nah, you know Janie. I fucking seen you. Actually, I talked to Tiana uh, this this uh, today. Anyways, uh, Janie was in, and uh, it was nice. Uh, we went, uh, what the fuck did we do? Uh, we went, <laughs> we went to a, uh, Irish pub, Irish bar on Friday night, I guess it was. And fuck man, I didn't realize like how formative or like how much time I spent in Irish pubs in my youth, like the Druid, let alone the Druid, but also fucking O'Burns and then like, uh, Kaylee's too. Like, it's like most of mine, I was in an Irish pub at least like two, three nights a week for a good like seven to eight years. And there's just something nice about an Irish pub. Like it's like, it's like, it's like your home. Like they're like, that's the whole point of it is like, come on in, come as you are, fucking come as you are, mate. Like fucking dilly die and fucking have a little fucking whatever. And uh, I had a Lancashire hot pot for dinner and it all, you know, it was, it was fantastic. It's a stewed lamb with, and we chop the potatoes up real small and we cover them with cheese and we bake it in the oven for you. So, <laughs> Lancashire hot pot. So we're at this Irish bar and I'm like, fuck, yes. Uh, I wonder if there's going to be music. So Court looks it up and it turns out there's going to be music. And I'm like, ah, oh, fucking A, right on. So we get in the gear in there and we're waiting to, for our seat and the, and the guy starts playing. He's like an older guy, late 60s, early 70s. He just got his acoustic and he's got a fucking harmonizer pedal and he's got MIDI drums that he's controlling with his foot that I was like, I don't know how the fuck you're doing this. Like I've spent literally the last half of my life working in guitar stores. And if you were to come to me like that, like with that question, I'd be like, that can't be done. But I <laughs> like, how do you have drums that you control with your feet that I can just turn on and off and, and trigger different sections and different fills and whatnot. And he fucking, I don't know how he figured it out, but he just did it. He had these boss FS five U pedals that he was like triggering whatever kind of fucking drum loops on. And, uh, so this guy's, so we're waiting to get, find our table and he starts staring in fucking four strong winds. Like, I think I'll go out to Alberta and do, do, buddy, do. 
And fucking, I'm like, uh, yeah, I think we'll go out to Alberta, where the Oilers fucking play. And I was like singing along, and then he finishes the song, and he's like, he points me out of the crowd. He's like, you. He's like, and he, I'm like way far back at the door. He's like, are you a musician? And out of like sheer nerves, I just shook my head, no. And then Cord and Janie were like, yes. And he, and then I'm just like, okay, whatever. And then he's like, what do you play? And I'm like, I fucking, and then now what do I get to say? Like I play nine instruments, like, and sound like a fucking, like I'm lying or like, you know, I don't know. Like it just like, I can't like the truth in this situation would be fucking weird to say. It's like, yes, I can pretty much play anything with fucking frets and strings and skins and keys. Like I could fucking pretty much play any instrument. And, uh, so whatever, they're like, oh, whatever. I'm like, oh, I play whatever. I play bass. And then, and then, so we get a table and we sit down right fucking next to this guy and he starts playing. And then in between, he's doing a little banter, like old guys. They like to fucking, they like to tell like shit, shitty fucking jokes on stage and tell stories from the road and stuff. Cause they're pretty much at the end of their career. Right. So they're like, they're just chilling. They don't give a fuck. It's like, I played 40 million gigs. Like I do not give a fuck how, what happens tonight. <laughs> But then you're free and then you're going to have a good show because no matter what happens, you don't give a fuck. So you eventually just eventually start having a good show. Like it is, the more you give a fuck about doing like doing well, then the less well you're going to do. So anyways, this guy's in between songs and he's just like, so you're a musician. Yeah. And I'm just and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, so what do you play? I'm like, well, like. I play bass and he's like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like right on what kind of bass? And we're talking, oh, I got a fucking jazz bass. Whatever. He's like, oh, I got a jazz bass, whatever, whatever, whatever. So he goes back to playing and he starts telling the song and he goes, yeah, when I, and I realized I was like, man, I fucking know a lot of these songs. Like that's, that's kind of funny because as you may recall, I played in a, in a fucking cover band in Edmonton for like three, four years, um, called the Dirty Seas with me and Jimmy Dragatis and Stan, the man from Newfoundland, Stan Gallant. Um, and we were great. We were a fucking great three piece fucking power trio. Uh, I mean, we weren't great, <laughs> but we were like there. We had a, we had a purpose. And I remember one time, Steve Pinson, I'll never forget this. Uh, Steve Pinson, another great musician. He's a drummer in the Darina Harvey band. Um, who, by the way, if you hadn't heard the Darina Harvey band, you got to fucking listen to the Darina Harvey band. Uh, but anyways, we all worked at Axe Music and I was now playing in this band and we were on the same circuit. We were playing the same bars, you know, it, one weekend to be the Darina Harvey band and the next weekend to be the Dirty Seas. So there was a little bit of like, I don't want to say healthy competition because there's no competition between what we were doing in Darina. Like it was a completely fucking separate thing. Like the level of professionalism was off the roof with the Darina Harvey band. And the Dirty Seas had a very similar set list, but we were a power trio. They had four or even five members with a fiddle player. And uh, and I remember Steve, he was checking us out one night and there was always like a little bit of like, you know, yeah, you guys suck. <laughs> and it's like, you know, compared to the professional musicians, yes, we do suck, but the audience doesn't give a fuck. They don't know that we suck. Um, but it was the energy, it was the juice. And I remember Steve was watching us one day and mind you, this fucking guy loved smashing Coors Light. This guy had the biggest fucking rock hard dad gut and he could fit like 46 Coors Light in there. No problem. And still be standing and want to put a fucking his own fist through his own coffee table. <laughs> when I started partying with these guys, I was straight up 18 and they're a decade older than me. They're 28, 29. And I remember watching one of these guys fit, like put his fist through his own coffee table. And like, everyone was like, woo. And I was like, well, what? <laughs> like, I didn't get it. I'm like, why are you trashing your own house?
Now I get it. But uh, so anyway, Steve fucking is watching us and he's fucking pinned out and he's just like he and he comes up to me in between sets. and He's like, I get what you guys are doing. Like, I fucking get it. And it's awesome because we were just about the energy and the good times. And I was the front man of the band, even though I didn't sing lead vocals. Stan sang lead vocals and fucking played lead guitar. But I was the front man of the band. Uh, which you don't normally see, like this silent, like this front man who fronts a band but doesn't, but plays bass and doesn't sing. <laughs> but it was like it, I was the front man. Um, just uh, uh, while I'm thinking about it, just a side story. I had a really funny thing. We used to play at the Atlantic Trap and Gill, which was the name of the bar where D Steve Sauce and Dorina always played all the time. Um, and when the, at, at the Atlantic Trap and Guild, Newfie theme bar, obviously, they had a bunch of fucking fishnets all in the roof. Like the whole roof was covered in fish netting, and it looked cool. Like you get in there and you're like, oh, fuck, like this is a Newfie bar. And, uh, and one time I was playing and I fucking had my bass. I was just like ripping it. I, I was like holding it up like so high and I was like playing my notes. Like I was like, wow, like I had it out and I was like holding it up high with one hand and fucking just playing like, you know, doing some real stage antics. And then my bass got stuck in the netting in the roof. <laughs> so now I'm like root fiving it with my bass, like stuck in the net and Stan looks over at me and he's like, and he tells me, he's like, it's like, oh, this is fucking spinal tap shit, bro. Like your bass is stuck in the net. And I'm just fucking, you know, like, <laughs> that's so you owe your respect for Patty Murphy. That's so they show their honor and their pride. <laughs> fucking just playing Patty Murphy with my bass stuck in the net. So anyways, Steve said, you guys are great. Wow, this is a long story short. Long story long. Longer story, even longer. So I'm at this fucking Irish bar with Courtney and Janie on Friday night. And this guy playing starts ta talking about the, and he goes, yeah, when I was with the Rovers, we were playing this one gig in Germany. And I was like, wait, with the Rovers? And then it clicks. I'm like, holy fuck, this guy used to play in the Irish Rovers. Sh sure enough, my band, the Dirty Seas, pretty much fucking covered like their entire catalog, like Drunken Sailor, fucking Irish Rover, like literally any one of their songs like was in our cat was in our set. We were playing Irish Rover songs. So I'm like, holy fuck. And I start freaking out. I'm like, this fucking guy is like, I don't fanboy over huge. Like I've met huge, massive like celebrities before and I don't fanboy over them. But when you see a guy like Green Onion Cake Man or fucking Bill Craig, who's this guy's name from the Irish Rovers, you're like, God damn, like this guy has had an impact on my life personally that is unmeasurable and you got to just like respect that right like and it's just like wow so I'm like Court and Janie said I was like fanboying I'm like leaning on my hands like looking at him like ding 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 like batting my eyelashes at him and I see he's got his keys on the side of the stage there and he's got the exact same fucking pick holder thing that I do and I'm like wow like so I'm like showing the girls and then he's like what's all this about and I show him I'm like, I got the same pick holder as you. And he's like, no way. He's like, is there a pick in there? And I'm like, actually, no, there isn't. And he's just like, well, I got a pick in mine. And uh, so obviously I exchanged contact information with this guy. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, I play here once a month. Why don't you bring your bass amp? You got a small bass amp. Bring your small bass amp next month and uh, sit in for a couple songs. And we'll see if anything clicks. And that's the thing about this guy. And like I was saying before, Nobody give he doesn't give a fuck how the gig goes. I he doesn't he's never seen me play bass. I could be lying for all he knows. Like I do know all his songs. I told you I'm like I know all your songs and I fucking did at least. Like I I I picked my bass again and I was like how the fuck do you play Mary Mac and I was like I don't remember. Um and I <laughs> 
So I was like, fuck, I, like I used to be, I used to, like if you found me 10 years ago and you asked me to play bass in your band, I would have been able to pick up no problem. Like where, what key? Okay, let's go. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to play bass with Bill Craig of the Irish Rovers now at the Shepherd's Crook in Georgetown. So I'm like, man, this is sick. And if I had that element of like, if I could play music once a month here and maybe do a comedy show once a month here and like kind of get a resemblance of my old life, you know, entertaining, you know, live entertainment again, I was like, man, that would be so fucking sick. Like I love, I just love being on stage. You know, that's what I realized in, in the last six weeks of me being on air, like I get, like I like it. I'm, I'm getting better at it. You know, I enjoy the challenge of, you know, generating new material every day and, and, and that sort of thing. It's very mentally stimulating and, and, and very challenging. Um, but there's just something that is about me that's like the live, the liveness of it is like really where, where I thrive in and just connecting with a crowd and, and, you know, feeling the energy, like energy is so real. Like it's so fucking real and it's untangible and it's part of being human essentially is like we are all reliant upon each other for our survival every single day. You know, we we 100% need each other. You Like there isn't a second of your life that goes by that isn't completely dependent on the rest of society around you, you know, and think about it. Like who it may come down to like the guy who implemented the safety standards for the vehicle that you're driving. You know what I mean? Like we're all, or the fucking, you know, the guy who picked your food, the avocado that, you know, and then the truck driver who drove to the store and then the stock guy who put it out and then the cashier who rang it up. Like we're so dependent on, on, on so many different layers of our, of, of each other. Um, and it's easy to forget about that because, you know, there's this whole like I, me, my fucking laissez-faire, whatever, everyone's going to be acting in their own self-interest and that will be the best for, uh, for society. But you know, it, it doesn't like, that's why I never got that notion of like being a sovereign citizen. It's like, okay, well you're a sovereign citizen, then good luck trying to fucking literally then give me the shirt off your back. Cause you didn't make that. You didn't fucking, you know, you didn't sew that. So fuck you. You want to be sovereign, start completely naked on a piece of fucking land and now you're sovereign and go the fuck ahead and see how far you make it without asking someone for help. You know, the notion of sovereignty it is so fucking stupid. Um, anyways, that was a lot that was going around for those fucking a lot of those like COVID, whatever the fucking sovereign citizen bullshit. Anyways. Um, so yeah, that was sick. And then, uh, so yeah, Friday, that was sick. Had a classic Irish pub night. I'm like, man, I fucking miss this. Like, I love that shit. And then Saturday we had a nice family fucking time. It was so funny. All the girls, uh, Court's parents had us over and Courtney had three out of four of her bridesmaids there. So they're all the girls are inside and they're like doing all this like very important wedding planning stuff. And all the guys are outside and Courtney's dad has this like <laughs> party trick where he like knows every state capital. So we're like, Idaho, Maryland. North Dakota, and he's like fucking Augusta, Billings, fucking <laughs> Athens. Like he's just, and we're like, and then we got the fat checker, and then every time he get another one, it was like, oh, <laughs> and all the boys are like, boys, boys, boys. Like you know, we're just out here, like literally the most meaningless fucking like conversation ever. But it was fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. And then, so yeah, Sunday, uh, we went to Niagara Falls. Uh, I'm sure something funny happened there, but, uh, I don't really, I can't really remember. It was just a good time. Janie had never seen Niagara Falls before. Uh, so we just went there and then we went go-karting. Um, yeah. 
And now I'm back doing stand-up again. So I'm going to be on the road. Kitchener, Waterloo. Saturday, I'm going to be back at my absolute favorite gig, the Crazy Canuck. I got fucking Liam making me a Barrera pizza. Like, come on. Like, how good is this guy? Like, where he's like, fucking, I'm like, could you make me that? He's like, just fucking, I got the liquid in the freezer, buddy. No problem. I'm like, wow, dude. Like, that's incredible. So I'm going to be in Kitchener with Danny. We're running the fucking same play we've been running since 2006, buddy. Oh, LinkedIn, Drew, you're getting noticed. 11 profile views. Like, why do they send that? It's like, that's depressing. Uh, you know what else is depressing? <laughs> Promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Yes, I understand. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a tough go. I, I get it. Um, uh, would you like access to bonus content sometimes? And also uh, the fucking and an individualized, personalized shout out on every single podcast. And the good feeling that you get knowing that you're supporting art in a very independent way. Well, then you can be like these fine people. Alicia Iron Eagle, uh, James, New Guy Mark, Tony Smog, Patrick, Nick and Mac, Bubba, Marnus, Street Demon, Joel, and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame, Colette, Andre, Blair, and Taryn say they name. What up? One um. Hi, Joyce and Kevin. Hi, Mink. Uh, Mink, are you still listening? I, I think Mink, go, like, I think Mink, he checks in. He'll check in. He's not like, he's not listening to every episode, but he'll like be like, oh yeah, let me, let me check in with Drew's podcast. Cause like, why would you want to listen to your own best friend? <laughs> like talk for fucking 20 minutes, 21 minutes and 28 seconds. Okay. Uh, promotional consideration, go to patreon.com slash Drew Bame and sign up for little as $5 if you're a dummy or seven bucks if you're a shredder. Uh, and yeah, and thank you to everyone who's on the list. Uh, also promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by kingtutscannabis.com. I still haven't changed my shipping address. It's still my old address, which is fine. It's a penguin. Um, so buy weed now. Okay. Fucking buy weed now, Alex. I'm talking to you, buddy. If you if I come over next time and you got another bag of fucking $79 Ontario Cannabis Store sh fucking swag, I'm straight up going to throw it in the fucking garbage, bro. I'm, st <laughs> I'm straight up. And then I'm going to stand over your phone while you place an order with kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code DREW for 10% off your order at checkout. That's right, go to kingtutscannabis.com. Smoke like an Egyptian. And I forgot to fucking get a backing track, so... Sorry, Joel. I was kind of out of it last week. Uh, and I didn't really play guitar all weekend, but... Yeah, okay. 22? All right. Yeah, that's good. I don't forget about your fucking bonus. Don't leave it in the fridge. Nee. Uncle Leonard. <laughs>